0: With each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes that put their lives on the line for all of us, risking their lives for our country and our communities. These heroes need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org.
1: Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? You know, when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do I get the show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, best of all, how do we like to make money off this podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to, to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work, and man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone, so I can keep working all day long. So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to Anchor.fm/start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's Anchor.fm/start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. And welcome back to a special episode of the Island Sports Podcast. Kelsey and DJ here. You know, DJ. We finally made it. We finally made it to the end of 2020. We are less than, when this comes out, 12 hours away from 2021. How do you feel, man?
0: I don't know why anyone isn't more nervous. I mean, the next year is literally labeled 2021. I No, what, this is going to be worse. I don't like where this is going. This is just going to rub it in our face. So you're thinking like
1: version 2.0 of this coming up.
0: I'm thinking like we thought that early Alabama was good. We're seeing Alabama 2.0. Like the Patriots' first dynasty, now their second dynasty. We're to, don't call it a comeback. I, good luck, guys. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I, I gotta
1: agree with you. I do worry about the same thing. Uh, you know, you, you you think just everything's gonna end at the end of twenty twenty? Yeah, we might. No, we still can't get back get our butts back in the seats yet. So, you know, this is a crazy crazy moment. But you know, we're, we're it's, I think at this point, it's just a signal of relief. It's just something's changed finally. It may be a date, but it's, something
0: has finally changed. And the Bills Mafia will get to enjoy some a little bit of home cooking with the playoff game, too. Only a few of them, not the full Mafia, just a few of the Sopranos, but I mean, at least it's a start.
1: Hey, somebody's going to go through a table, and that's the only thing that matters up there in, in Buffalo. As long as somebody goes through a table pregame, they have a chance at winning.
0: That's all they need is just, maybe Josh Allen will go through the table and play out of his mind, who knows.
1: Yeah, we might get, hey, you know, Zach from, from the Gridiron Gallery, he talks about that's on his bucket list. Maybe we get Zach up there for, the, for a Buffalo playoff game and... And throw him through a table. Let him experience that for the first time. Maybe he's the lucky time. You just want to throw him through a table. No, not at all. I love Zach, and I just want to help him get his, his wish of going through a table for Buffalo. You just like throwing people. Uh, okay, that's totally true, actually. And you're
0: hoping that maybe it'll rattle his brain enough and you can make a bounce back on your predictions and he'll somehow drop terribly going through a concussion or something.
1: Yeah, you know, in case anybody hasn't been following along with our NFL predictions over at uh, NFL Unhinged, you know, DJ right here, he just... Going into the weekend, he has tied for the lead, if I'm not mistaken, or second place. Um, I just got out of the basement, the the cellar, if you will.
0: Yeah, you're still in the cellar. You're just a few. You're a few steps up the stairs. Yeah,
1: you know, I finally beat. I finally got ahead of Nico. But in case you missed our last episode, in that the big reason we don't want to be in the bottom is why do you say? What do we have to do if we we finish in the bottom? Have we decided what the punishment yeah. is? We, so it is running a mile while reciting nope. everybody's names. Nope, it's doing an ACT or SAT. In person. Now mind you, all of us are, are are beyond college age. We've all already taken the ACT and SAT. This is gonna be a punishment for those of whoever ends up in the bottom.
0: Hell, if I can crack a nice score, maybe I'll go back to college for free then.
1: Yeah, you know hey, look, last time I took it I, I got a I got a thirty, so maybe may, maybe I can I can I can progress above that. Maybe I can get a full ride scholarship somewhere.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you missed your score. I'm pretty sure it was a point three oh, but it's
1: cool. Hey, it got me a scholarship to get into college, so that's all that mattered to begin with. But that's enough of reminiscing on the uh, the Oh-so-fun past. Um, But moving, you know, looking back at 2020, I guess we're not done reminiscing. But we're done reminiscing about the long past. We're going to talk about the last year. Uh, We did start out this year kind of crazy. I mean, everything that happened in January, February, unfortunately, with Kobe and Gianna Gianna dying and everybody else on that helicopter flight, that was something we never talked about, and we didn't really get the chance to. Um, we, We honestly didn't know what to say at the time, and I honestly still don't know what to say about that. So you know with that then march games canceled finally we came back in in june almost july and well here's what it sounded like when we finally did come back oh, man you know it's been a while 2020 has been quite adventurous to say the least uh dj 2020 yeah
0: ready for it to be over already I thought Resident Evil the Apocalypse was a joke or a video game. I didn't realize it was a fortune-telling thing. I didn't realize we were all dying, and this is how it was going to go down. Sports was going to get taken away, our lives, everything was going to just poop right in our faces. But here we are halfway through. Yeah, exactly. Going into July, what, 24
1: hours left of June, and we're finally going into July. We've had such a crazy beginning of the year. But there's a bright spot. Sports are back. We wouldn't even have answers for any of the big questions we were looking for. In fact, if anything, we had more questions. Exactly. And that leads us into our second episode, the the big one where we start talking about the bubble returning. But how? When? How's it going to work? We never had answers, and well, here's what it sounded like. You know, that was exactly right. Sports finally came back, and that's that was the big part. That That's why we came back. Sports came back. So you know what? We always said when sports are happening, we'll be there. And we had to return.
0: Um, but, you know, DJ, did
1: it feel like sports was back at the
0: time? Couldn't you tell by my voice how enthused I was and how excited I was and how much I really thought it was going to happen? I mean, I, th- I thought that kind of gave it away. I just expected the worst <laughs> at that point, honestly. The entire world was collapsing, so I expected it to continue at that point.
1: Yeah, little did we know going into July that, you know, we'd be just getting into the beginnings of things and, and not really even even have reached the peak of, of everything to happen this year. Um you know, little did we know that basketballs are in, basketball is in the bubble officially. In the neighborhood now, yeah. it's honestly. Yeah, they're in the hood if you, if you, if you know anything about 2K. Um, but yeah, no, UFC's starting to come back with some big tickets. So, here we are. Finally, after
0: six long, arduous months. And at the same time, how long will it last the way things are going? <laughs> I mean, fingers crossed, but it's not looking too great. I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit, too. Things look like they're coming back, but the way COVID's randomly spiking in some places, who knows how long it's going to be? I mean, lots of players have just decided, no, I'm not dealing with this. It's not worth it. I mean, NBA and MLB, there's a lot of lists of players not even just not participating.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't even want to go through this full list. Just top names off the top that I'm looking at David Price, Buster Posey for baseball decided not to. Avery Bradley for Lakers, Tabo Cephalosia, uh, you know, Wilson Chandler, Victor Oladipo. DeAndre Jordan just to count a few I and mean it's the players testing yeah. positive
0: like Westbrook and then although Brogdon is back practicing with a mask he did test positive and he basically tested positive right in the nick of time honestly yeah he really
1: did and you know it's, it's not even just that it's it's now you got he's got these guys that have winded down from their being in shape and are coming back now winding back up and now there's injuries on top of it and how does that work because you have to have a doctor look at their injuries well that doctor's not in the bubble
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure that the team doctors were brought into the bubble. I'd imagine, or some kind of doctors. But at the same time, are they're not your doctors necessarily. If it's something bad, you're basically done. Like if it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a very interesting time. It's don't get hurt, don't get sick, hope for the best.
1: Absolutely, it's crazy. So yeah, like you mentioned, you know, we don't even know if if it will last long, and that brings up the point of NFL supposedly returning in a week. It, but um, at the
0: same time, what are, what are they doing? I mean, yeah. every NFL player, it seems like, has tweeted, so what are we doing? How are we staying healthy? What's the plan? It's just not going to disappear. you going to put us in a bubble? How is this going to work with 53-man teams?
1: Exactly. Yeah, you got J.J. Watt talking about it, Richard Sherman. Russell, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson with his wife being pregnant. You Demarcus got... Lawrence is talking about yeah. sitting out, honestly, just because his wife's pregnant. Which... Drew Brees. I mean, you have all these big-name, top-tier athletes that are – you draw a list of top 50 players in the NFL right now, and they all fall in that list. And, well, they're talking about not playing if you don't come up with rules. And are we going to see like a strike season, like we see the movie Replacements, like we saw with baseball
0: and the replacement players? If they have a replacement players thing, they need to hold a combine for people to try out. And hopefully it's somewhere close by so I could drive my happy self there and get myself on a roster. I got you guys. Next slot receiver for the next slot receiver here. Hold in Indianapolis, <laughs> the actual 40 yard dash. There's room I'll, we'll make it just give me a chance put me in coach look I, I will
1: show up with 100 percent intent that I know I won't make it and I would be shocked if I even got a call for a practice squad or just to even come back but I would 100 percent try out just to be like yeah during that strike during when they all sat out yeah I tried out I made an NFL team because 10 years down the road nobody really cares I just put a, I'll get a customized jersey to put it in a
0: frame and be like yeah that was when I made a team. <laughs> Well, honestly, yeah, there's a quite a few of those teams that could have used my help still. So the offer still stands out there, guys. Replacement, I mean, I can replace some of those guys. I mean, I can go to a strip club without a mask right after losing a game if you need me to. I mean, I can do that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, if you haven't checked out our new website, go check it out. You can see exactly what we mean when we say DJ looks like Hunter Renfro. And, you know, I am you know, I'm just imagine you played just as well. Probably not as fast as Hunter Renfro.
0: But you know what? I know there's a few, a few guys out there that could have used a receiving... Houston's entire receiving corps is injured or suspended or just traded away for peanuts. I mean, I could catch passers in Deshaun. I mean, it's cool. I'll <laughs> even wear number 13 just to keep things homeostasis. Oh, there you go. Yeah, You, you
1: know, get that number 13. He's lucky number 13 to throw to. Um, but yeah, no, this is a crazy year. We didn't have any questions. And unfortunately, yeah, when we did get answers, they weren't enough, except for so, where they were right and then they were wrong. Yeah, exactly. So if you don't know what we're talking about, well, just, just listen to this clip and you'll see.
0: Well the one thing that basketball has done from all this is they got this COVID thing figured out. Oh god, did they ever thank goodness. Unfortunately nobody else does, besides maybe the UFC actually. So those are the only yeah. two places that got it done, but everywhere else it's a mess. Well UFC and MLS did a good job of it in their
1: bubble tournament. Um That's fair, okay. I didn't You know, they're and they're actually talking about coming back and they're gonna play games in their regular stadiums. And they're even going to allow sta- fans in some stadiums. Yeah, with some, like, distancing and limitations. Yeah, like, like I mean, it's going to be, like, they're, they're literally
0: separated. Like, you have, like, 15 fans
1: per section of fans. Yeah, some stupid like thing like that. Yeah, it's going to be, like,
0: stadium that holds 60,000, they'll give you maybe 10,000 more yeah. or less.
1: Which, hey, look, I still got to say, like, bravo to you guys for keeping it healthy. But there's one thing I have to say that is it, that runs very true for all three of these sports. Their staff and
0: team combined are less than 50 people. 100 percent they have very small cores more or less like you you have the bare minimum amount of people more or less yeah i mean you're looking at
1: for each team you're looking at two trainers three coaches maybe five depending on no more than 10 yeah And, and and then you have 12
0: to 15 players to 22 if you're soccer and then a few then maybe like 10 miscellaneous people just yeah just executive Coach, trainer slash just designated guys whatever yeah you want to call trainer them.
1: yeah managers like equipment managers human so beings. <laughs> less than 30 to 40 play 40 individuals traveling with the team and they're able to keep themselves coordinated and
0: not catch COVID and self-test minus Lou self is trying to catch the catch those wings and, take and, and he whatnot.
1: and he still didn't test positive
0: <laughs> lucked out on that yeah one, like he,
1: what what's going on here but then
0: you have the mlb yeah, we're gonna be just fine. We're just gonna change your schedules a little bit. Oh, wait, the Cardinals are and the Marlins. Oh, they got forty cases combined. Great. Oh, the Marlins. And then, then my favorite part. Let's add, let's
1: add babysitters to to your your team hotels that are seriously responsible for making sure you guys get tested every day, and are on time to the field and to the stadium you're playing at. And when they do this, the next freaking day. One of the highest paid bats in MLB literally walks out of his hotel, never to be seen again until he gets off his flight in his home of, I don't even know where Yonis Suspettas <laughs> lives anymore. And he gets, he gets home. His agent calls the manager and says, Hey, he's done. COVID is too real.
0: Goodbye. Hangs up.
1: What are you doing? Mets? What That's is going on? That's the most Mets on? thing
0: I've ever heard in my life. I, oh. I hate it, but I love it. I, Baseball is just a mess. The Cardinals have had, what, nine games postponed now? Because they just got another yeah. one postponed today.
1: Cardinals, Phillies, Marlins. Those are the main ones off the top of my head. A few goodness. others have lost uh, a few games. Not the Brewers. Um, I think the Pirates missed a couple. But, yeah, Pirates tested positive. A couple of Pirates tested positive. Um, the Reds, a couple of Reds tested positive. Even though Trevor Bauer is still no. <laughs> making sure to make himself known
0: that he is not testing positive yet. I mean there's nothing wrong with testing positive like it happens like it's not like it's not like it's a crime but you have so many when you kind of know this what's at stake I not all of those are just like oh damn that's unlucky there's some there's some what's the word I'm looking for there's some mf's in there
1: yeah and the the worst th- the, the thing about baseball is so hard to confine you're talking about in general if everything were as it were this is the sport that has the least amount of rules when you go on travels you literally show up to your team hotel. You're given your key card. You're said, "All right, here's when we got to be there tomorrow. Here's when the team bus leaves." Okay, and you're not responsible for being in on a curfew. You're not responsible for just don't get arrested in. and
0: don't yeah, get like, hung over. I
1: think I think there some teams have like a twelve p. like a midnight curfew, something like that. But most teams
0: are just like, enjoy the city. I mean, you're so here would, for a weekend especially when you have those longer series and you play 160 games a year it's like okay we can't have like that 12 you can't have the same things you do with like when you play every sunday where you have to peak every damn day
1: yeah exactly like where like with basketball basketball literally you show up in the city you're there for maybe 24 hours the next day like you're literally you show up in the city you go to sleep at the hotel you wake up at 8 a.m for tape for breakfast for your morning workout And then you go back to your hotel room, take a shower, get back up, go to your shoot around at like 4 or 5 p.m., eat lunch in between there sometime, eat your pregame meal if you do that, do your pregame workout, and you're playing by 7. And then as soon as you're done, you take a shower and you're back on a plane. Exactly. It's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. With NFL, it's the same thing. You show up in the city usually on Friday or Saturday. You spend one day working out at a local facility at the team hotel. You might get eight hours. But
0: you have a curfew at ten PM every night. Because you have one game a week. You have to be at they basically it's the it's the very I don't wanna say military stringent. but it's like yeah. it's that you don't get as much free leeway as you do with MLB.
1: Yeah, there's so much science put into NFL I'll say there's so much science put into NFL players compared to any other sport. Especially because when killing each other too. Exactly. Yeah. They're moving at such high speeds, every team is putting the best is their team doctors and their team trainers put them in the absolute perfect position. To be at their peak
0: performance at game time, especially when your health is significantly on the line compared to other sports, yeah. you can't go. You can't show up hungover and just play quarterback. Like you can show up hungover and maybe crack a home run like Babe Ruth oh, and eat a hot dog yeah. rounding the bases. I was gonna
1: say yeah, no. There's there's countless stories of I, Michael Jordan tells stories of when he was in the in the White Sox organizations drinking bourbon in the in the dugout, in, like in the during the game. Exactly like, like that happens. It does. It's you're not gonna lie about it.
0: It's there. But like yeah. NFL, I mean... Basically, you can get away with just being naturally skilled as opposed to naturally gifted a little bit more than a lot of other sports. Like, the natural ability to just crack... When you make it... When you connect, the ball flies so far than everyone else. Yeah. It's harder to do that with football and basketball, those type of things.
1: And, you know, it makes you just wonder. It's like... Like, don't get me wrong. Football, we talk about the science put into it. They have sleep study coordinators on each team. But there's over 100-plus people that will be traveling with NFL. Shit, you got 53-man rosters. (laughs) Yeah. You got 10 to 15 coaches. You have 65 traveling with MLB teams, and they're struggling. You have over 100 traveling with the NFL. Is this even going to happen?
0: Well, we talked about how the bubble did it right. They did kind of forget one thing. They needed a very high-quality wing establishment on campus so we wouldn't have the birth of Lemon Pepper Lou necessarily putting things in jeopardy. But otherwise, they did a pretty good job. I mean, you can't help it when someone has a need for wings and thighs and you know other amenities. Some breasts
1: in there, and maybe if you would. Uh, but yeah, no. Look, Lou tried his best to to ruin the NBA, but the NBA, hey, despite all that, he still tested negative. You know, he still was able to play after he he dealt his COVID stuff. So the NBA, fantastic job. But yeah, like we talked about, I mean,
0: MLB. What were you guys doing when that first started? They did not know what they were doing. I don't think they were ready, which nobody was ready, but. It pulled. They still had the World Series. They still got there down the stretch. The World Series ended kind of funky. I mean, having a positive test, celebrating, disappearing, coming back—like that's a goofy mess. But what do you expect?
1: Yeah, I mean, ironically though, they you know they did kind of finish only because they went into a bubble in the playoffs. So maybe there's something to be said that this bubble happened to ha- had to happen for these other leagues. But the NFL, man.
0: I mean, we we're... still got the playoffs coming. We'll see. I mean, they pulled it off so well. Kind of pulled it off I mean, Everybody they, but the
1: Titans pulled it
0: off I'm telling you, they have weaponized COVID They keep poisoning teams, just keep keep an eye out for them The Lions might have one coming up They they poison out the good teams that they play Sorry Browns, they kept you out of the playoffs
1: Yeah, oh hey, possibly, we'll, well see you know, We'll Mr. see if they Mr. actually Mr. keep out of the playoffs playing quarterback, we'll see how it goes <laughs> But no, yeah, this is definitely right I mean, look, you look at this The way the NFL's handled it this year And I'd say they probably did as well as you can imagine Um, Had only a couple teams. I think their punishments toward the teams that messed up were wrong. Like, they could have done better with that. But I think as far as, like, actually handling it,
0: well, I'd say relatively fine for everything Mm. we saw earlier in the year. I mean, we kind of went over this on the NFL Unhinged. You can check that out on YouTube page, so we won't get too in-depth on that. You can go check that out for our full thoughts and ranting. (laughs) But, uh, that's unfortunately, this is not where COVID ended. This is only where it began. Exactly. And before, you know, we get too much into it,
1: we're going to go ahead and take a break. And one of the cool things that happened this year is we got two new spots, two new partnerships this year. Um, you know, one of them, Fubo TV, the other, Fanatics.com. So we're going to take a break. We're going to hear from one of those partners right now. Like I said, this is one of those fantastic things that just happened to us this year, despite all the terribleness that is 2020. So check it out. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? It's Kelsey from the High Low Sports Podcast. You know, if you missed the brand new news, we have partnered with Fanatics.com. So if you're in the market for a brand new t-shirt, brand new hoodie, brand new jersey, no matter the team, no matter the player, no matter the sport, Fanatics.com is your place to stop. Not only does this help support our podcast, but it helps support the entire Onion Sports Network. Check the link in our bio or go to onionjessn.com. I'll On be having a DJ in the High Low Sports Podcast.
0: See ya. For Fanatics, because we never quite got those custom jerseys that we were hoping to try out for. So, I mean, this is... The next best option. Yeah, you know, I'm still
1: still planning on getting that jersey just to be like, hey guys, remember that one time when the COVID happened? I played
0: in the league. I'm still going to do it. I don't care. Ten years down the road, nobody's going to remember. Ten years down the road, they'll still have Google or Wikipedia be like, no, you didn't, you asshole. This isn't like when our parents would tell this to us and we had no way to fact check them. <laughs> Actually, hopefully ten years from now, we're a bigger podcast and people
1: are going to go back to the to the receipts of history, if you will, and come back to this episode
0: and be like, Kelsey, you lying sack of crap. Like, what are you doing here, guy? This is worse than your 30 SAT score that you lied about.
1: Hey, it's not a 30 SAT. If there was a 30 SAT, I'd be a, as dumb as a rock. It's a 30 ACT.
0: Yeah, I think you got the letters confused. I think this is the problem. <sighs> hey, tell that to the college that I attended for six months. <laughs> How do I even? Well, we're going to follow this up to some not so great decisions to some really good decisions we made because we basically just kind of said screw it let's make our let's make our nfl predictions not knowing what's going to happen and we made some bold predictions ahead of time yeah we did and you know we first started with the playoff with with the position posi- position uh top
1: five positions which i'm not going to include a whole lot of those in here because well as you guys might expect some of those guys opted out so we didn't want to talk about the ones that opted out because then we look like assholes so we're going to get straight to the season predictions that look so look pretty good so far dj we're going to start out with yours
0: then i have the browns as an 11 and 5 team similar reasons that you mentioned is we talked about the head coach they brought in Stefanski as the head coach which a lot of people didn't like the viking he was the viking's offense coordinator last year when you make the comparisons to the browns and the vikings vikings they had trouble on offense so what did Stefanski do hand the ball to dalvin cook every play <laughs> Baker may feel less trouble. What do you think they're going to do? Give the ball to Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt every play after they rebuilt the offensive line in the offseason, too. Vikings, two really good Pro Bowl receivers. The Browns, two really good Pro Bowl receivers. Differences, the Browns have 17 deep at starting tight end, where the Vikings were 1-2, to two, depending on how you rate Irv Smith. And then quarterbacks who th- can move a little bit. They throw good off bootlegs, a little bit of mobility play action. Baker with his footwork, I... It seems like a perfect fit. It almost lines up too perfectly. It's kind of weird, which makes me think they're going to go like 1-15 because I say this in case Keenan's going to be brought in. <laughs> and they also still have Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams. they got playmakers on defense. So I see the Browns being that team that makes the next step this year, 11-5 contending. Defensive rookie of the year, this was tough because I kind of had a split between two guys. I wanted to give it to Jalen Johnson, the corner out of Chicago, because I think him being opposite Kyle Fuller, he's going to get a lot of plays to make. But I decided to go with someone on a team that's actually going to win games, and I went with A.J. Terrell, the corner on Atlanta, because I think that front seven's going to get a lot of rush. Atlanta's going to play with a, you know, a lot of shootout passing type games with a lot of passing. And I think Terrell's going to step up to the challenge, kind of like Marshawn Lattimore did as a rookie with the Saints. He's going to be like, okay, you're not going to pick on me this whole time. Go pick on Dark West, Denard or any of those other guys, but you're not picking on me. This, this shocked me that I them winning this many games.
1: Period. Let alone leading the division, but Miami Dolphins at twelve and four. Who's who's
0: starting though? Is it Fitzpatrick or Tua?
1: Fitzpatrick starts the first four games. They go two and two in those four games. They win the first two, lose three straight. All right, their first game with Tua, they lose in the fifth in game five. So I have Tua starting game five, but then they rattle off. So hold on, let me find it. Hold on. Ten out of eleven. They rattle off. Yeah, five straight. Go into a bye week. Win two more. Lose another, and then win out three games so they at win, 12 and four nine out of ten after Tua comes in yeah game. it's ridiculous i'd hate myself for it i hate i hate to admit the fact that they have a really good team built for what Tua can provide because their defense and their for freaking
0: defensive backs are just so dirty on paper their secondary like, is really really elite and they got some force in the front seven it's got some and you look at this but you look
1: at this this especially this division and then the teams they play is a very pass-heavy schedule that they're facing. They're not facing very many, I'm just going to run it down your throat type of teams. And in those games, they definitely, those are the games I have them losing pretty comfortably. (laughs) Um, But when they're playing a very pass-heavy team, you you had Byron Jones in the mix along with uh, everybody else you have on this defense. like Howard. Yeah, like, come on now. I mean, you talk about a rebuild. This defense has been rebuilt out of nothing and Raekwon McMillan is something to watch out for um in the middle of this defense and I do think this is I I, I was I was lost for words when I went through this I feel like Brendan last year with the Jets you just go through it and you just be like okay this shouldn't this shouldn't happen
0: I do like that they have Devontae Parker they have a true number one receiver in Quebec okay this is my safety yeah this is my Jerry Judy or whoever you yeah. want to say they and Matt Breed is a true speedster running back. If he stays healthy, he can break a few plays. I'm a little interested in their offensive line. I know they drafted the one kid. I can't remember which one they drafted. I think it was Thomas, was it? Or? Uh, yeah, from yeah. They drafted one of those tackles. The Georgia, yeah, the Georgia yeah, Thomas. tackle. And they were working on the offensive line. But Tua's the type of quarterback who thinks he's athletic, but he's really oh, yeah. not. worried so, he's going to run himself into some trouble.
1: This is, this is the Fitzma- Fitzmagic factor that I, that I have built in, and that's the fact. This kid went to Harvard, Fitzmagic did. And there is something special about the way he thinks about this game. If you look at his arm, he should never be good.
0: So you're thinking somehow a little bit of him rubs, rubs it on Tua.
1: I, yeah, I think this preseason, again, the same effect that I talked about with Phil Rivers. This preseason benefited Tua in a different way. It made him be more cerebral. He's already coming, over, coming off this hip, so he can't physically he was like, okay, hold on, I can't always do everything I was. So mentally, he's now working with Fitzpatrick, who is, I mean, I'd say as a quarterback, who is completely underarm, undermanned, underarmed physically. He's, he's mentally ahead of the game. So if there's a teacher there and you're Tua, that's the guy you want. And you mentioned Devontae Parker. You got Mike Kosicki, too. Two big body guys to throw to. Who, uh, by the way, Kasiki is the best at doing the Jason Witten route. of uh, Run five yards, stop, turn around, hit me in the chest. I got it. Just expand my yeah. arms and box out. <laughs> and Devontae Parker, maybe one of the best quick slant guys because his body is so thick to get around. Like and He has 4-4 four, four speed, too. I mean, yeah, you get him the ball. And Tua, I, I've said it a thousand times, and I will say it again. He throws slants and curls all day long and that is what he's good at and guess what this offense is good at <laughs> slants and curls i don't like it i hate it i hate saying it
0: but the dolphins are 12 and 4 winning the division everything you said i think is something that would happen in like a year or two i like everything you said i just think they're not quite there yet but it, you know what What you got's what you got it's Maybe.
1: the year of the corona at this point we don't know what's yeah, gonna happen florida's
0: been hit hard as anybody basically so we'll see I yeah. do love Brian Flores as a head coach, so I think he's going to be one of the Belichick disciples that just gets it. He's going to be—he's not going to be Bill O'Brien's butt chin or Romeo Cornell's whatever, whatever that was or <laughs> any of those guys. Like he's one of those guys that gets it. and I think he's going to be a—he's going to be a true head coach for years to come. Bill's going to hate him. He's gonna be like, God damn you.
1: Yeah, I, and I do think this is going to be like I have them beating New England both games,
0: and I think it continues. be <sighs> all
1: Belichick cannot beat Flores for some reason,
0: even though they absolutely torched him the first game last hey, year, look, like
1: fifty man. to ten. It, it, that was a different team that was not brian flores as we know him coach of the year that was tough um just looking at it but i honestly mike mccarthy no no <laughs> brian flores out of miami is, is who okay. i had with coach of the year just because i haven't having such a great year i mean it's outstanding that they win their division and finish fourth in the afc off of tiebreakers started from the bottom and now they hear me. yeah so for me that's coach of the year is brian flores um
0: That Browns pick would look really good right now if it wasn't for the Titans spreading their Rona-like confetti. So it could still happen, obviously, but it would be pretty much locked in if the Titans weren't spreading around the COVID. Yeah,
1: definitely. And, you know, the one thing that kind of got missed in there is you kind of called this Kevin Stefanski stuff. Uh, I know, you know, during the preseason, you didn't give him coach of the year, but when we went back in the mid-seasons, you know, you did come back and say that he was potential coach of the year. You, you know, you call that early on in the in the prediction. You can hear us talk about it, and you talk about him revolutionizing the offense. What did you see back then? What would you see
0: early on? I did, we did mention a little bit. I just didn't want to sound like I was riding the same team too hard, so I didn't want to give him coach of the year, too. So I was like, okay, I got to spread the wealth a little bit. Otherwise, I sound like a jackass, basically. Why are you calling me out like that, bro? You literally heard me say Brian Flores coach of the year twice in there. And then when my coach of the year pick came around, I said Brian Flores. Have you ever heard of subliminal messaging? That's well, what I'm going for here. I heard a sub-tweet come out just now. <laughs> I, I will ask you next time. But anyway, when I looked at Stefanski, what he did in Minnesota, you had a reckless quarterback in Kirk Cousins. Well, Kirk's kind of mediocre, but Baker's kind of reckless, makes some weird decisions. Yeah. An elite receiver, Stefan Diggs, who people say has attitude problem, which we learned in Buffalo is not the case. No. Odell, unfortunately, has a lot of history with him too, but we haven't seen much of it with Cleveland, honestly, Minus a minus some cocaine in a hotel room, but oh well. Don't forget the drop of the deuce in the hotel (laughs) room Look, I'm not going to kink shame around here (laughs)
1: I'm sorry, Hotel I love you, bro, but that was bad
0: You got an elite slot receiver with Adam Thielen Jarvis Landry You got some athletic tight ends And, of course, you got them running backs In Cleveland, you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt Where you had Dalvin Cook in Minnesota And they rebuilt that offensive line In the draft and through free agency It just all lined up, and Minnesota was really, really good going At the end of last year They had a lot going for them and I thought he could do the same with the Browns that I think had more young talent. And then on defense, you still got, if in your pants is cool, consider me Miles Garrett on the defensive <laughs> end. And a lot of young talent. And he's just, you can kind of just tell in Minnesota, like, he was the type of dude you wanted from. I know there's a lot of slack because everyone wanted them to take Robert Sala from the 49ers. Even Richard Sherman complained about it, which I don't know why he complained afterwards. you got to keep your guy because of this.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I get I get the complaints, you know, Robert Sala, and especially in this, in this day and age of... You know, representation matters. Um, you know, getting him that representation would have mattered. But I do think in this case with with Cleveland, Stefanski was the right guy for the job.
0: You gotta look at his team. You got a young quarterback and a lot of weapons. You should pick an offensive guy that helps make quarterbacks' lives easier. Sal is a defensive guy who would Probably make Miles Garrett even more... How much much better can you make Miles Garrett? Like, what's a defensive coach necessarily going to
1: do? He can become a T-Rex. Officially a T-Rex. He can't just study T-Rexes anymore. He's officially going to become a T-Rex.
0: I don't know. His, I don't think his arms could... I think his arms are already longer than a real-life T-Rex's ever would have been. That's
1: a good point. You know, but everybody talks about that, you know, Robert Sala not going to the Browns. But to be honest, as a Cowboys fan, I'm like, guys, why didn't you go and hire Robert Sala? That would have been a great pick. Like, I, I don't care that, you know he complained that Robert Sala didn't get uh, didn't get selected as a head coach by the Browns. But don't pick it on the Browns. Literally call it the Cowboys. Call it one of the biggest organizations in the NFL who didn't do it and instead hired trash can Mike McCarthy. Which we kind of predicted we were like we yeah, kinda made was. the half hearted joke when talking about Coach of the Year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you mentioned it in there that, well, he, he's my quote unquote coach of the year. Yeah, no, Brian Flores was my coach of the year everybody. <laughs> um I, you know, and and what he did and I thought it's funny that you know I kind of picked a more normal route for the Dolphins to get to this point, and well,
0: Brian Flores says, "Hold my beer. Let me make this a little bit more confusing." He's like, "So there's a fork in the road. Which way we go?" And instead, Brian Flores went both ways. Somehow, <laughs> he managed to split in half and take both paths.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I talked about how Fitzpatrick is that more cerebral guy, as that Harvard grad that that'll help to him mentally. I didn't think he would literally help him physically, too. Like, this, is what is going on here? Turns out he's the relief pitcher gunslinger, one of two teams that actually has made a two-quarterback system work somehow. I yeah. don't get it. Yeah, no, exactly. And then, you know, one thing that I think goes underrated is your defensive rookie of the year picks. You know, Jalen Johnson, A.J. Terrell, yeah, they weren't perfect. But can you really think, like, Jalen Johnson was not projected to be that good coming out. And he's had an above-average above, above average year for a team that literally was only held in the games because of their defense. Because their offense wasn't
0: doing shit. And a team that's about might be in the playoffs, and that come the time this ep- week after this episode comes out, we'll see how the weekend plays out. But Exactly. So, you know,
1: hey, look, we made some great predictions coming into this year. And then, well,
0: let's just say some wills fell off on some other predictions. We're going to call this the low part of the high-low sports podcast. This is the very low. Rock bottom, here we come. And then taking the top of the division, I have the Atlanta Falcons. Rising up from the cellar they've been in the last couple of years since they were – since they went to the Super Bowl and choked it away violently. I think Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, explosive. I think Todd Gurley gives him a nice element of running back, even though he's not Todd Gurley of 18 months ago when he was a basic MVP candidate. Now he's just kind of a guy named Todd Gurley. But he still works in the offense. I like Grady Jarrett. I like a lot of the defense. Their linebackers are faster than holy heck. Tavares McKinley's a nice pass rusher. Dante Fowler, Keanu Neal, they – Isaiah Oliver They got a lot of Young nice pieces Grady Jarrett They just gotta stay healthy The last couple of years Deion Jones goes out For the season Desmond Trufant goes out Keon O'Neal They they have way too many injuries So I think Atlanta Stays healthy this year I think they're the team That kind of surprises And all we talk about Is the Saints And the and the Buccaneers And then the Falcons Come in and ruin the party Because they do their best When the expectations Are at negative five Which they kind of are Right now I mean The year they went To the Super Bowl They were not expected To do anything And there they go Yeah okay. so, that's true I have a weird feeling Atlanta's going to just pop up out of nowhere and make some noise this year. So and then that brings me to my Cowboys and I god honestly
1: I finished this pick and I finished their record and I I triple checked and then redid their record again to make sure I didn't miss anything and then triple checked the redo and then did it again. And so I triple checked the triple check of the triple check. It was a lot of checks cuz I didn't believe that they could win 11 games. I thought they were eight and eight at best, and yes, that reaction is perfect. Like I don't get it; it is shocking. Um, I have them finishing eleven and five, and it was purely down to their schedule is so winnable. If I gave it to anybody in the NFC North, they could pull out ten wins. So I have the Bucks versus the Cowboys. Surprise, surprise, in the conference championship. Who would have thought the Cowboys fan gets the Cowboys in the chat conference championship? Who would have uh... uh, that that selection still hurts me picking the Cowboys? What was I thinking, man? What was I smoking before the
0: season started? <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I was just me reminiscing on my Falcons pick. <sighs> yeah, that's that's about sums up how bad those picks were. That just kind of summarizes the Falcons entire season, right there. Just you know, not quite able to get the job done. No, exactly.
1: You look at those Cowboys picks too, and somehow they still have a chance for the playoffs. I don't get it, but they're gonna get it if they get in. They're getting in as a sub five hundred team.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. The NFC is gonna have potentially two teams with nine wins or less getting into the playoffs, where the AFC is gonna have potentially an eleven win team say sorry. Yeah, exactly. And now I think we made
1: a couple bad picks as well beyond this one, but these I think were our worst.
0: I think they really are hit the hardest considering we had high expectations for them, and no, not at all.
1: I think the only one that we didn't hit, that I didn't bring into this, that uh, maybe we could have, was maybe Brennan's pick of the
0: Bears getting all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, they have a chance at the playoffs still.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess they do, so I guess I can't pick on them too much. But, you know, I still want to still want to pick on them a little bit just to make myself feel better about the Cowboys.
0: All of those other picks were absolutely reckless, besides Josh Allen's an MVP <laughs> candidate, but the rest of them were absolutely reckless.
1: Yeah, you know, we got to give him credit where credit's due. We talked about some great picks, and we did have Brennan on for the that selection for when we talked about Coach of the Year, MVP... Those type of guys, and, and he called it preseason. Josh Allen, and we made fun of him for it. Uh, well, know. okay, let's phrase that. You we, j- we joked with him about it. We, we all kind of... We love Josh Allen on this podcast,
0: but I will say we did kind of be like, wait, what? We we know the reason he did is because he likes using him on Madden. That was exclusively it. He did it as a Madden pick. <laughs> and That's... we expected him to be good. We didn't quite expect top four MVP candidate, quarter, top five quarterback of the year, second best quarterback in the AFC. Exactly. And you know, we...
1: We we you know he he's uh, give give him credit man. He he made a great pick. I I'm literally stuttering over my words right now because I still can't believe he made a great pick considering he picked the Bears
0: and everything else. Hey, we got our guys we picked for MVP. All three of them are finishing in the top 4 most likely, too. so I mean, not too bad considering the other travesties we just Yeah, since you guys just heard the Falcons pick, you guys just heard the Cowboys pick, I blame COVID. We didn't know where we were getting into. I I, I homered a little too hard on that one, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, Atlanta. If they didn't have a choking issue,
1: they could have easily made this happen. Exactly. But if you guys uh, haven't, haven't haven't gotten used to this yet, we do have more. But we're going to take a break. Still, we we got another partnership to get to. Our Fubo TV partnership. We've already heard our fanatics how that's how we're going to get our custom jerseys. Fubo TV is how we watch our teams choke all season long. So we know which jerseys to burn afterwards. Exactly. So we'll be right back, guys. Check out this this short message about Fubo TV. What's up, everybody? It's Kelsey from the High Level Sports Podcast, and we recently partnered with Fubo TV. What is Fubo TV? Fubo TV is a service to broadcast live TV over the internet, no cable required. Watch your favorite teams, network shows, news, and movies on over 100 plus channels. You get channels like CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox, you can watch all the games. So go ahead, click that link in our bio, and get started on your seven day free trial. And stay tuned to some more great programming right here on the Unhinged Sports Network. And you know, one of the cool things is we did join the Unhinged Sports Network this year, and that's how we got these two great partnerships. Um, we've met a lot of great podcasts along the way. That's how we got got to be a part of the NFL Unhinged Show. Um, how we get so many so many different collaborations coming up in the next next year, and man, it's been exciting. What and if you guys missed it? We had a great tip off to the the Unhinged Sports Network, DJ.
0: What would you think of it? You could really call it a clash of kings, if you will. All right, all right. Well, let's let's take a listen from that.
1: Where do we have LeBron at at this point in time in his career? Where do you think he'll fall and kind of what do you think? So, I mean, I guess real quick, guys, get us started. What do you think, DJ? Goat, no-goat, top three? Three words or less on the go conversation? Not fam. Okay, not fam. Uh, Devin, what about you? Where's uh, where, where's LeBron, LeBron fall? Three words or less? No-goat. Uh, no-goat. No go. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm going to go, yeah, man. Now you didn't think I was gonna give you guys all of the cookie, did you? We can't we can't just be giving away all our great merchandise like that. Uh, you know, that was a great show. I, I loved that one because we've always talked about doing the, the the Battle of the Goats, if you will, the MJ LeBron show. And this was a perfect opportunity to finally talk about it, and you know, you heard there, I was a lone bystander in the in the show and and you guys get some reasoning and you get some quality reasoning from all three of us during that entire show. Maybe not me at one point in time. I think I was reaching for straws, and, and those straws were reaching for straws. But, you know, we, we, we pushed through it. We, we got through it, guys. Um, and honestly, I, I still think that's one of our best episodes. Just from the sheer fun we had, you know, recording it. We, we were laughing way too hard. I had to cut
0: some just to even fit in our time frame. It was a classic verbal throwdown. But the one thing we like to do here, we talked about rankings and debates. Rants. And they say that, you know, getting something off your chest is the best form of therapy, and that is something we do in abundance around here, especially when people do stupid things.
1: The Nugs smoking the Clips in Game 7. I, I'm i sorry, I had to steal your line. You gave it to me. You first said it to me. It was so good I had to use it. But, you, you know, we, we talked about it in our, in our predictions that everything we say about the Clippers could become null and void if the Nuggets beat them, and lo
0: and behold, it happened. So... Not only did they beat them, they whooped that ass in the second half. It was not even close. This looked like the Clippers of every other year before this year, ever in the history of Clippers. Like they, you subtract a few letters, and Los Angeles Clippers turns into Los Angeles Losers, and that kind of fits. They look terrible. I, Kawhi, what, what happened, man? Like, you, I don't want to hear. He did his part this series. He cared. He was like, oh, him and PG were like, oh for thirteen or whatever it was in the second half. Like, that's embarrassing. Like this whole just going to go off on a separate tangent and come back here Kawhi and LeBron separate those guys right now he is not in that category Kawhi Giannis they are not in that category right now LeBron and Kevin are over here and they're top two-ish players then there's a gap and then you can get the Giannis's the Kawhi's and squad like that so just throwing that out there now I love Kawhi as much as the next guy I had him as arguably the best player at the end of last year in one of our podcasts but he just kind of He's got to – it's kind of like when LeBron lost to the Mavericks. So, like, get him out of that conversation. He doesn't deserve to be top five. He earned his way back. Kawhi's got to earn his way back. And he probably will probably by, like, what, the season starts in, what, October next year whatever? It is? Not uh, October, November. November. So, by December, I might be like, oh, uh, yeah, Kawhi, you're top three again.
1: Yeah, no, he – I mean, honestly, this is, this is crazy to see just how he didn't show up because he has such a simplistic game that it's hard to imagine him not – Showing up. It's just... It's so efficient, you know? It's, it's just so... You, there's not really ever been a guy that's shut him down for real because he can't really shut him down, if that makes
0: sense. It, he doesn't have a game that can get easily clamped up. Like, Giannis, he's, his game is simple. Dribble, dribble, euro step, dunk. Dribble, dribble, spin move, dunk. Like, so you can kind of shut him down in the playoffs if you build an iron wall that anyone would be proud of to have defending their land, basically, where... With Kawhi, since he has that mid range game and he has an efficient three, you would think, oh, he'll just have, if he can't get a shot going, he'll drive, he'll figure it out. He just couldn't get anything going. It looked like he was, there was, like reports that they were tired and stuff too. I'm like, you are kidding me. You've been load managing all season. Yeah. You had a pandemic break up the season halfway through. You had a hard first round series, so maybe that played in, but there's, I just don't get it. Like, this was the clip, this is why they are the Clippers and they will always be the Clippers, even as the prohibitive favorite this happens
1: yeah and so this is this was the turning point for me I am uh, I'm rescinding my Cowboys fanhood. I am taking it away. Oh. They don't deserve my fanhood anymore. I am just gonna deserve drop all the hate on the Cowboys I can from now on. not that I really ever stopped but I can't do it anymore man this is just driving me crazy. It's week in and week out watching them go down by 20 and then oh by the way we're gonna go decide to come back and make it a game and then break my heart in the fourth quarter. It's like I'm
0: a Falcons fan, and on top of that, your owner's kind of a guy who cares more about selling than winning. But from a lot of his actions, there's a lot to not like about the Cowboys, unfortunately. No, so. no, yeah. So uh, going from a team that's a lot to not like, and to a team that there's a
1: lot that I like about. Interesting. So you're not going to the Colts? It sounds like. Ah uh, no 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 I'm uh, I do like the Colts I, I, but I am I am jumping to the AFC uh, with Joe Cool and uh, those Bengals man I mean I've, I've I've said it time and time again. Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. You know, what they're building up there is absolutely insane. It doesn't hurt that, you know, they got my boy Carl up there. Um, Josh Bynes as well. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you name it. They, they got some squad up there. Uh, Jesse Bates in, in safety. So, you know, I'm going to jump on the, the Bengals bandwagon before it gets too much, too filled,
0: uh, before they can't find a seat for me. Well, you picked a pretty good time, you know, <laughs> right after they caught it, their first W and Joe Burrow's first W. Third straight game of 300-plus yards, first rookie to do that. I mean. Absolutely. second most passing yards 33 games in rookie history besides your boy cam newton yeah and you know it's
1: it's insane it's it's fun to watch him uh progress you know we, you, i don't know if anybody's been on twitter this week but you're seeing the uh the nfl films video of him talking to the refs about sliding and getting down mm-hmm. and now he doesn't want to get hit anymore <laughs> it's like oh thank you for learning that after your third game and not your 17th game daniel jones yeah, right. <laughs> and it's nice to realize. All right, my offensive line sucks, so I just got to fall out more often. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you sit there and, and you watch it, and this team. And, you know, I mentioned Joe Mixon, but I don't think he gets mentioned enough. I know if you looked at our Twitter account this weekend, we said it. it you know, while the game was happening, he needs to be mentioned
0: for a top five running backs. Like, and depending on how you rate him, I, he's five or six for me. I mean, if you take Christian McCaffrey out due to injury, Joe Mixon's easily top five, top five this year for sure so far. Yeah, I mean Saquon, you take. It's hard to keep Joe Mixon off there because the one thing he does better than all these guys, he's always available. Even this week, he has a broken chest—not literally, but he's not 100%. Scores three touchdowns.
1: Yeah, no big deal or anything. Just literally sets the sets the blaze on fire and helps lead this team to their first win. Just you know, it's
0: no big deal. Joe squared fails. Just no problem. Joe Square, broken chest, gets beat up a lot. No worries.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, and I mentioned T Higgins, and he didn't have a great game, like, statistically-wise, but you still just see it every time Burrow rolls out. His first look is Higgins coming with him, and they just mirror each other so well. It's it's fun to watch. Um, so, I don't know. I I, I obviously, uh, you know, I'm still going to harbor a little bit of feelings towards the Cowboys, but, uh, yeah, going forward, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go go the black and, black and orange and Houdet Nation. It's just
0: going to be... I don't think I can ever say that out loud, though. The Huday Nation, I don't know. I mean, everyone's favorite team has a little something about them they don't like here and there. So, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I hated everything about the Cowboys, so this, is, this works. See, this works. Now you have some respect for yourself, finally. So, you know, things are going
1: up for me. Now I can go buy a T. Higgins jersey and not feel weird about it. I want to know what goes into coaches' minds when they draft these guys. Like, what do – what am I not seeing on a scouting report that's released to the public – that they're seeing on their end on the same exact scouting report that's released to all the teams first like what is what am I missing here it's the same words it's the same numbers that guy has really really bad throw under rushers but that guy doesn't and that guy gets picked first what what, what are we doing
0: here. I would say, like, obviously, we're not perfect. We didn't call every single thing ever. I'm not getting to Before Look, anyone starts commenting and throwing out the, well, why don't you guys go do it if you know all the answers? A, I would love to do it, but that's not something that's that easy. I can go apply for on LinkedIn. I tried. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> Craigslist lied to me and just took my social security number. Yeah, that's but, why I'm doing this. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> but like, obviously, there's some hits and misses. Nothing's perfect. It seems like. They're missing on the obvious and then randomly hitting on the magical. Like I didn't think Josh Allen was going to be this good. I saw him and saw Kyle Buller with maybe a quality starter that can make plays, not MVP candidate in rear three. Yeah, no,
1: it's it's crazy. I mean, honestly, like I like you like you said, you know, we haven't called anything. I for one personally thought Quincy Carter was going to be a great quarterback until well Damn, we he wasn't. Back there. <laughs> yeah, so you know, like I've made bad calls many times throughout my sports watching
0: history. But I will say this I've made more right calls On quarterbacks Than bad calls And honestly I think we'd have More right calls If you put If the coaches Actually saw that You grab a young Quarterback You need a quarterback You need your Quote unquote Franchise leader The guy who's Going to lead your team Why don't you do Everything to help him Instead of making him cut, Try and cover your messes Because how, how many quarterbacks In the history of time Could really cover Other, their, other teams' messes By a whole lot And be a winning team Paid Manning Obviously I mean Tom Brady To a degree Like Tom Brady, obviously, yeah, I can't take that away from him. But when you have Bill Belichick for 20 years, that helps too. It's literally the GOATs. Is,
1: yeah. Yeah, you're going to go down the list. It's literally Joe Montana,
0: Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. I don't know if you include Joe Montana. Yeah, so, yeah I'd say you, maybe even not Joe, but maybe Steve Young. Hey, that, that still had some damn good. I'm thinking of guys that drug nothing. John Elway had some a strong yeah. history. The, like, there's some GOATs and then there's Andrew Luck, like guys that we have seen like, oh, I guess Archie Manning in a way too, but they never really won. Guys yeah. who won with what seemed to be certified trash. Stand by all of that.
1: I yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, look, we we go on some rants sometimes, and those were some of our better ones since we you know joined the Unhidden sports network. But
0: I still haven't got my social security back from that Craigslist ad.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm still waiting on that. Uh, we're still hosting the podcast, so obviously, we still haven't gotten our LinkedIn offers back, uh, but we're waiting on those. But you know, DJ, when you make picks, like you may did in the NBA preseason picks. Well, you might get a fast track into the, into into those positions, if you will.
0: So Devin said he was kind of taking a gamble on these guys. So I'm going to take a big gamble on them. I'm putting the Nets at number one, under the under the assumption that Kevin Durant is back and healthy. Because if we get 89 to 90 percent of Kevin Durant, he'll 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 dominate. He'll do what he does. He'll drop 30. We might even see close to MVP Kevin Durant if he's healthy. I think he's going to be out to prove a point, especially. After all, he's had to hear the last four years of "you only got there because of the Warriors, you're no good, we hate you," blah blah blah. Kyrie's kind of the wild card. I mean, there's a very strong chance that we get Cleveland Kyrie, that as a co-star was an absolute bucket, or we get Celtics and last year's Kyrie, that's an imploding time bomb. But I look at the surrounding pieces. You have a top two or three player when he's healthy, and Kevin Durant in his prime, like at his peak, basically surrounded by all those young talents. Steve Nash, I think, is going to be not Steve Kerr, but a coach that can kind of slide in that you don't expect and do a really good job and get all of them to work together. And if you get Kyrie, just not ruining things, basically, just giving you twenty to twenty-five points a game and doing his thing. I think in the East, where it's not very deep like the West, they can cure a lot of wins there. And they're coming off a lot of rest because I know they were in the bubble last year, but they weren't in the bubble. They kind of showed up like they. A lot of these other teams that we talked about at the top, they played a lot. Last, not like two three months ago they were playing the nets were chilling been chilling since march basically so assuming everyone's healthy i got the nets taking the top seed winning high 50s type of games just because kevin goes off i think he's gonna try and prove a point this year if he's healthy
1: i i I can't can't lie i think i think that's probably the ballsiest pick but i understand it i don't blame you because let me go i'm gonna start walking
0: around with a wheelbarrow (laughs) these guys i did find a wheelbarrow so we are good to go for the rest of this nba season God help us. If I
1: have more predictions to deal with like that, man, I'm going to be losing every single pick from here on out.
0: Well, that was bound to happen anyway. But the, the you know what it, the cool part about it is? They're always fun. And that's something we do a lot on this podcast.
1: Yeah, we do like to have fun. If you guys miss it, what we're talking about, we do have a lot of rankings lists. And those are where we have some of the craziest
0: picks. Reckless picks in some people's cases. I couldn't decide where to put these two Oh, so now you get a top 11 list. I'm changing
1: the rules, boys. Here we go. I put these two together because literally without either side of this, you don't have either one of these players. Where they are, But they're both top in very important statistics. Number one in assists, number one in steals. Never going to be passed. I think it's safe to say. John Stockton, not going to ever pass those statistics. Because he had a guy named the mailman delivering these little layups and dunks on the other end of the the court, every time that Stockton had an outlet. I'd like to change my
0: list at number 10. I'd like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, please. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to... Can I change, but, can I change my, my guys. list? I'll, I'll mail it to you. I would like to, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen at one and LeBron and Wade at two, please. With I, the side of Anthony Davis. I never said that you couldn't choose... A the duo and you It 8. is the top 10 players Not the top 10 Whatever I can muster up in my head I'm calling it Carl Malone as your 7th Moving on to number 6 No man Seriously I think this is more Stockton Than it is Malone really yeah, Number 6 of Stockton Is probably the second best point guard ever If I had to guess Depending on how the rest of your list Is going to go Ah uh, no you, you like The rest of my list Needs to stay where are. This is why I had this problem Nope Number 6
1: of Stockton Moving on Robertson Is the fourth best point guard In the, the NBA N- No Oscar Robertson would be the third best point guard. Well,
0: let's so. Stockton. What you got Steph. Stockton and Oscar. You have, don't you have one person? Curry. To, I thought you had one person ahead of these guys. You said that was a point guard. I, I mean, okay, yeah, I guess he's technically a point guard, but he's not a point guard. Yeah,
1: though, let's get through your list. We'll now, get right? to him in a minute. Okay, let, Stock- let me finish the Stockton no, and Malone comment. No. Stockton is seven. Moving on. No, Stockton and Malone—they deserve it. What they both did together. They were literally only beat by the GOAT, him, well, one of the GOATs, depending on which side of the argument you follow. Oh, under. wait, hold they, on. on. <laughs> Miss me with your ish over there. He was I, only I, defeated I really by like. MJ, okay? Like, these guys would be be on a different level if it wasn't for MJ. I think we can all agree that they would have at least two titles if
0: MJ isn't, isn't involved. I'd like to change my answer to if Dwayne Wade had fully functioning knees, the Heat would have six titles, and then LeBron and and Wade would each be goats as it is. But fine, moving on from your cheating system again. All right, so number seven is Dr. No, Malone. I, I
1: do. Oh. Oh, go ahead. No, I, no. I like that pick. I, I think those two those two are, like, in my opinion, greatest NBA players to never have a ring, and that was one of the reasons I kept them off my list, is that never winning a chip is really, really hard. With all these guys that have chips— it's hard for me to be
0: like, oh yeah, let's put him on. If we had but the top we were doing him. top duos of all time, this wouldn't be so bad. But saying his top players and you tried to mold two people into one that aren't even <laughs> relatively similarly built.
1: I, they don't need to be mold. They had the same brain. Are you kidding me? Like no, they didn't
0: because Carl Malone's brain is not safe for humankind outside of basketball, and that has been proven. Okay, that And John Stockton is a leader and a man amongst men kind of a
1: dick too but yeah not the point (laughs) a little bit of a dick compared to
0: carl malone Malone. look okay
1: just because one's a trump stein and one's a dick doesn't mean actually they are exactly the same look at that
0: (laughs) so anyways carl malone Malone skeletons are that's not just a closet full skeletons that's a nice that's a that's a brink struck
1: just because he kills people doesn't mean anything man all right louisiana people do things differently they we just don't judge them. Your Utah bias is out of control. As a Kings fan, this is the <laughs> ultimate thing I can do to show respect to an athlete, and this is why I say you disrespected Kobe because I'll get to him in a minute, and I hated that man. Anyway, it gonna be Kobe, Shaq. Uh, who else are we put in
0: with Kobe? Um, I think we could throw Pau Gass- I name? think we could do Pau Gasol and pre- and early Lamar Odom too. I hate you guys. You started. this.
1: Ooh, I like that. That's a good. That's a good player.
0: That, that's a heck of a player. I mean, could you imagine Steph, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green? That's got to be top five. Neither one.
1: Dude, that, that, that might be go, man. That's, that's good. Neither one was top number one at steals and assists, and then the other one was top two in points in his career when he retired. So yeah. we could just come Look, man, I'm just saying, like, you can't do? have one without the other. It's like eating
0: an ice cream without a cone. All right, well, I'll put Kareem and Magic together, since Kareem's the all-time scorer. Have you never the had ice in the top cream in
1: a cup? Three. And it's like eating ice cream without a cup. You can't just take the ice cream and not eat it. You can't eat just the ice cream at that point. Listen. You have to have some instrument to get the
0: ice cream to your mouth. Have you ever seen Encino Man? You can eat that ish right out of the machine. And that's still not going to change the taste of it. You just can get a lot of judgment. <laughs> Damn it. Stop the count. His list is fraud. He's pulling them out of thin air. He's just finding whatever votes he needs for his list. It's clearly a, it's a fallacy. It's fraud. You know, I stand by my comment.
1: Stockton and Malone are one human being. Collusion. They will forever be one human being.
0: They have the same brain, therefore they are one human being. I will not concede defeat on this one. I will not concede victory to you. <laughs> guys That list elect will not follow, will not fly
1: around here. As you can see, like I said, we love to have fun, especially with these these lists. So if you guys haven't been listening lately, please go back to it, check out our anchor page, see what you've been missing. Because obviously, there's some gems in here. There's also some fraud in there, too, clearly. Ah, yeah, some some fraud gems. You know, DJ has had quite a few of himself. But you know what? He's going to completely pick on me because that's just how we do around here. Um, Stockton and Malone are two
0: people. No, no. It is one car dealership. Therefore, it is one human being. <laughs> you do not get mugged by one person at a car dealership. You have 18 people mug you to make you buy a car.
1: Uh, I don't know what type of car experiences you've been going to, but uh, do they involve a camera and some money-changing hands? No, because they kept jumping me and I kept saying no. Are you sure? Because it didn't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but guys, we, we, we love everybody. We, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in all year. You know, This has been a hell of a year. We hope 2021 is it's, it's a lot better. We know we have a lot in store for you guys. We have a lot of fun content coming ahead. So be sure to stay tuned. Um, as we mentioned earlier, we are on NFL Unhinged. So that's every Sunday right before the games kick off. And we will be going through the playoffs and stay tuned for that punishment because well, it's going to be a fun one, and it will be on
0: YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, DJ, we do have a pretty we do have some stuff that comes out on our YouTube page relatively frequently, just depending on what we have time to crank out. Too, so go subscribe to that as well. We have some a lot more rankings, a lot more rants, and a lot more recaps. The well, way basically the same things we do all the time. So that's a good place to check some YouTube exclusive type stuff we have there as well.
1: Exactly. And if you guys haven't already, be sure to follow our Twitter page to get all our major announcements. We will release them there first. Also, we just got a website, hilosportspodcast.com. Be sure to check it out. We will be eventually moving towards some blogs eventually once we have time. But right now, well, 2020's hell. So we don't have too much time. If nothing else, just go visit the website to see Kelsey's dog, Hershey. Yeah, and you can see DJ's Hunter Renfro looking face. And uh, maybe eventually we'll have our set manager, once he eventually sits still long enough for a picture, he might get his photo up on there. He's a dog, by the way, so it's not a human that we're actually forcing to sit still, just to make that clear. (laughs) Exactly. He sits for treats, and that's about it. Um, But, guys, that does it for us. Again, thank you guys for a fantastic 2020. It was only six months for us this year, but next year we will have the full 12-month experience, and we cannot wait. Hopefully we get a full 12 months next year. I'm giving 12 months no matter what. It may be from the grave, but I'm doing it. (laughs) So that does it, guys. Have a happy new year. Be safe, and we'll see you soon.